All right, welcome to the Good Rookies Podcast. My name is Fahim. My name is Nelly J, and we are Good Rookies. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what that came <laughs> out of that West Coast today. Um, welcome <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. to Good Rookies Podcast. <laughs> that was a, anyway, it's so random. Um, of course, we're so excited, guys. This is episode 13. Oh, my goodness, Fahim. Uh, uh, I mean, it's November. It's getting colder, but we're getting hot in her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we're so excited, guys. We have an amazing guest on the podcast today on this Good Tuesday. Fahim, please introduce who we got today. All right. So we have a young black entrepreneur, CEO of Morningstar Printing, Ryan. Hey. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. <laughs> hey. How you guys you in, doing? How you guys doing? How you guys doing? On this How are wonderful... you doing, bro? Uh, you know, just just here surviving. You know, one day at a time. You know, you can just do. keep keep it keep it moving. Yeah, good mm-hmm. to have you on. Thank you. So, yeah. like, we actually heard a rumor. I mean, I read this rumor, and I was like, Fahim, you hear about this? Um, what what you guys thoughts on this Kyle Lowry rumor of you know him going to the Clippers? It's like Kyle, that Kawhi couldn't make it done with his current team, and now he wants a Raptor two point He wants Kyle to join him over there. Do you think Kawhi's behind this rumor? Do you think Kawhi wants the Kyle Lowry Don to go to the Clippers. And would you be okay with that? Do you think the Raptors, you know, guys, it's been a good run, Kyle, deuces. Ryan, yeah. Me? Ryan, oh, yeah. Me? oh, sorry, yeah. sorry. Um, <laughs> Kyle, me, me, me and Kyle have had a love-hate relationship over the years, you know? So he's really just graced himself into my good books these last two years, you know what I mean? But um, as far as, as far as him going to the Clippers, I mean, I could see it happening, but what are we getting in return, right? So as far as what I saw in the rumor, we're getting, they want to, they say Patrick Beverly, Shamit, Zubak, a whole heap of people, right? So yeah. I'm like, Williams. if you're giving us, yeah, Lou Williams, who didn't, who was kind of shading us already from before, I don't want him back to so stay where you are, you know what I mean? Be yeah, happy. Just two girlfriends can stay there, right? Exactly. <laughs> well, maybe you can send a girl, you can stay there. Right? But, um, <laughs> but um, as far as that's concerned, and then they want us to give up, Kyle and Norm is what I read in the um the report. So I mean, <sighs> I think it all really depends on what Fred does. I mean, if if Fred stays, I'm comfortable with letting go of Kyle because Fred needs his time to really become the leader. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if Fred's gone, I mean, I say we ride Kyle until the wheels fall off, man. We just mm-hmm. we do it and we start fresh into what 2022, yeah, 2022. You know, right. I mean, that's that's my opinion. I mean, yeah. I I personally probably wouldn't, unless, but it really depends on the mindset of the Raptors. But coming into this last season, I didn't. I thought they were going to tank. I think people thought they were going to tank this last season, and look what happened. Right. So we'll see. Yeah, there's a short runway uh, between now and free agency, mm-hmm. uh, the deadline, mm-hmm. and uh, with Kyle, I mean, so in in theory, I think it's a great move, actually. Usually, when you when when you talk about someone leaving the team, um, that's usually in the context of like, oh, you like you want to get rid of them, right? I'm not speaking from that aspect. I'm just speaking of all parties involved. I'm thinking with Kyle, he's toward the end of his career um, in Toronto right now. We really relied on him very heavily to be like a number one, maybe number two option. Uh, when this point in his career and what he he's put in, um, he's really a number three option. And if what's proposed of him possibly, uh, now, mind you, these are rumors, 
not much is behind this. We're just having this because this is what's kind of circulating. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle going to the Clippers, um, it's an ideal situation for him because there's no pressure on him. And he's the third option as he should be. As Chris <laughs> Bosch, when Chris Bosch left here and went to Miami, he was a third option behind, behind LeBron and Wade as he should be. Um, sometimes it's good to have players in their correct positions. Um, so then you don't have, uh, you know, unrealistic expectations of them. So Kyle going to the Clippers, I think would be perfect. And in return, what we're getting returned, these are a lot of guys that uh, contracts we can, uh, you know, they're tradable assets. Um, it gives us a little bit of freedom because I think we are in uh, obviously like we're not probably going to be an a number one or number two team in the East, but we are going to be uh, a playoff team. So um, I think I may have mentioned this before, but we've been kind of spoiled being Raptor fans, you know, playoffs, 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 playoffs. We forget the days so before so many years, now. you know, <laughs> we're, we're spoiled. So um, there's no shame in That's us. There's no shame in us making the playoffs and not being a contender. Right. Um, and I think that's a good time. We have obviously Masai, Bobby Webster. We have the pieces to retool us and then put us back on track to where we want to be. So um, I'm saying for, with hearing this rumor, Kyle, if he goes, um, I salute you and best of luck. But like I said, this is just a rumor. I kind of hope he goes. And I say that in the most complimentary way. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of torn. I'm, I'm, I'm between both you guys. Like I want Kyle to be happy, number one. I think Kyle helped build this culture and I think his emotional leadership is so important, especially that Boston series, you know, when our better, I guess, players skill-wise skill were mentally like not there. Kyle was all there, there every night. And I think good teams have really good veteran players that can kind of coach them through those emotional times. And so my vow to Cal is not just on the court, but more an emotional in the locker room, you know, off, you know, off, off the cameras, you know, behind the scenes. I think he's such a good inspirational um, kind of player that people can ride behind. And I think if we lose him, lose him and Fred, our culture would be kind of gone a little bit. So my thing is that, like you said, if we can keep Fred, then I'm comfortable leaving with Kyle going. I think Fred could be that Kyle Lowry, emotional, confident type player. Mm -hmm. But if we can't keep Fred, I think we would need to hold on to Kyle Lowry um, just at least to keep him. But, I mean, if we if, if we don't trade Kyle now, next year when he's free agency, nothing for Kyle, you know what I mean? So, it's like, why not trade him now, get a couple of draft picks? And I'm more confident with um, a side drafting than Colangelo back in the day. Remember those picks he did? So, like, mm-hmm. I feel like if we get more draft picks now, um, next couple of years, it might be better because, you know, we could do a rebuild and build around you know, Siakam, sorry for him, but you know, <laughs> Siakam who we have. He was like, I'm over Siakam, get him. But, you know, so yeah, like, let's see what happens. Again, it's all rumors, there's rumors around what's going on. Um, so I think, you know, I mean, look, what was it? November, what today? And then first is training camp. Like, it's a very short window. <laughs> yeah, sure. mm-hmm. So I think we'll know by like, I think probably by the NBA draft and the 18th, we'll probably know who's, do- who's doing what and where. But the rumors right. have started, so we'll have to see. And what and happens. and and yeah, it's a rumor. But as I mean, I'm speaking as a homer. That's why my opinion, as far as Kyle and um Fred are concerned. But even from a Clippers perspective, would you really want to give away that much for Kyle Lowry and Norm? That's Kyle? what I was thinking too. I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, okay. I mean, uh, we'll take him. But I mean, you know, I think I think on the table too is what I heard is um potentially Chris Paul. 
go in there too. I mean, either which way, I think either one of them can work because they need like a floor general. You know what I mean? And you know, Kyle is that. that this year. Kyle right. is that. You know, well, if that. if not Chris Paul, because Chris Paul would obviously be your first option of the yeah. two. Yeah. Um, but if you're looking for a Chris Paul light, uh, yeah. Kyle Lowry, he's yeah. that light. next tier. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Right. He's Chris like, Paul light version. <laughs> right. And um, I'm not really sure. You guys probably know the stats. I'm not sure how much years Chris Paul has on his contract. But um, with Kyle Lowry, I know he has the one more year, right? Yeah. And, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the Clippers. I mean, it, I could see them doing that only because they have one year to make it work. I mean, right. I mean, Kawhi and Paul are, are, are restricted awesome. free agents, you know, they right. can leave. That's right. If, and if, and if they leave, the Clippers are gone into well, the stone age. They're done. Oh, right. Yeah, you're right. It is, it is do or die right now for them. Mm -hmm. So, and that's why getting Chris Paul or Kyle Lowry or just some kind of floor general yeah. uh, that's done in the playoffs is like of utmost importance yeah. for them right now. They Definitely. have to do something. They right have now. to. Whichever yeah, way choice. they go. Because mm -hmm. that'll be the biggest flop show of like ever. Ever. All these all these players, oh my God, you ever. know, Mr. Beverly, it's over for you, LeBron, all this stuff. And y'all can't even win or or ever. like make it to the actual conference finals. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's a, that's a, that'll be absurd. That'd be an absurd topic for sure. <laughs> if they can't that's make it work. <laughs> great. As a Clippers fan, I wouldn't even want to think about it. Like I was it, I'd be stressed. Oh, for sure. I'll be stressed. I'll be stressed. Because no. mm -hmm. mm -hmm. they'd be going. They be, oh, sorry. No, no, go, go, go ahead. No, I'm just saying because the Clippers, like I said, they go back into the Stone Age. Like they own, like the Thunder has like their next picks until 2056. Like, yo, you know? Right. I mean? so, it's like they have nothing else to do with it. Well, yeah. You said it. So, so Ryan, so like, you know, you are an entrepreneur owner. And I, I, I love that. You know, we've all talking about on the show, on the podcast, how. We want to always try to promote Black people in ownership positions because like COVID like this year, prime example of, you know, being an owner, how, how important that is to, to manage and have, have control over your money. You know what I mean? Where some people are relying on employees and employers to keep the job or, you know, I've heard some really bad stories this, this year about, um, you know, um, owners not treating, but, you know, people, Black people who lose their jobs because they didn't have that that power behind mm -hmm. it so mm -hmm. um, i did see something that was really cool um that you worked with is that like john Tavares, like the, mm -hmm. like the maple leaves captain <laughs> that's really cool yeah yeah so, it was actually yeah. Mm -hmm. like his foundation right his foundation and i think mm -hmm. it, like first of all i didn't know he had a foundation did you know for him no. yeah and it's all about youth empowering youth um with fitness and nutritional habits and giving them opportunity to, to, you know, to go after their passion. So big up, you know, John Tavares, but how was mm -hmm. that like working with that foundation and, you know, what'd you learn from it? Ah, oh, man, uh, with them, it's, um, it's, it's like a whole new kind of world. Like, you know, when you see, when you see these, you know, these guys, can you see these players playing and you don't really know what they're doing phil phil philanthropic wise outside of that. So when I was actually approached with it, um, I was, I was kind of like, kind of thrown aback. I'm like, oh, this is what you're doing in here. I thought you're out, because it's mostly his manager I deal with. Mm -hmm. And um, and I remember asking him, I'm like, oh, so is John, is he in Florida right now? He's like, no, he's in Markham right now. He's, he's out there doing work. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, so, and he's very, uh, John, he's very thorough. He looks over everything. He's like very hands-on with everything. But um, yeah, you think that these guys, they're, 
you know, they're athletes, but I guess even as an athlete, you know, professional athlete, you have to have a level of focus, right? So a level of attention to detail, level of, so they carry that into um, other as well too. Cause like, this is not the first time I've dealt with like Leafs. Like last year, I dealt with a uh, former one, uh, Dominic Moore, and he has um, another foundation where he, he has a, like a, they play ping pong for charity downtown. And we did a bunch of printing for them, and all these leaves were there, and you know the private thing, and I'm the only black guy there. Well, you know it's all good, and um, <laughs> yeah, that matters. Well, that matters, though, right? Yeah, yeah, a black so, man can so, work with you guys and still get stuff done. <laughs> exactly right. So, yeah, they do. They're doing the most on the back end, right? So, like, it's pretty cool. That's nice. dope. That's dope. Mm -hmm. So, guys, check out John Tavares' foundation. It's really dope. You can donate, and they're doing a lot of things for the youth. So that's mm -hmm. a big up. Uh, and Morningstar Printing, you're still doing, you're still affiliated with the John Tavares Foundation? Yeah, we actually just finished a batch for them yesterday, actually. Nice. So we shipped that out um, for their more clothing for them and some other stuff they're doing as well, too. But yeah, no, they, they seem to be happy with what's going on. I'm always calling them up. I'm like, you guys are good, right? There's nothing wrong. <laughs> Make sure you guys tell me, you know, because I'm trying to get this money. You know? Right, right. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, yeah. A, that's a solid <laughs> account to have. So yeah, big up. So, but yeah, they're, they're pretty, they're, they're cool. They're cool. So, so far, it's so good. Thank God. Nice. Okay. Um, you guys heard about the Bleacher Report, their top five NBA franchises in the last oh, five oh, years. Where are the Raptors? Where's the Raptors? You know, they don't like us over there. Where's well, the Nelly J, you're right. The Raptors, made, we made the, we made the top five list. Really? So this is, yeah. This is Bleacher Report's top five NBA franchises in the last five years. Raptors mm -hmm. made it. Uh, so number one, access over number five, number five. Cleveland Cavaliers. The last five years? Last five years. So I'm just wondering, how long ago since LeBron left? It's been two years since LeBron's left. Two years. So, and they and the last five years, they've won a championship in the last five years. So that would be, I guess, on the tail end. Finals, what, twice? Or right. So that would that explain it. Just when I seen Cleveland, they seem so relevant for so long now. Two years is a long time. So it is in the NBA world, especially with COVID. I feel like, I feel like this has been, a, been five years. From, from March to November, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number four is the Houston Rockets. Uh, number Houston Rockets? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Houston. Mm -hmm. Number yeah, four. They, they've been consistently up there. I can see them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they've been consistently mediocre. Yeah, pretty much. Second round, first round, whatever. But yeah. Right. But just to see in the top five, that's, a, that's kind of a surprising one. Number three, the San Antonio Spurs. Now, keep in mind, this is the last five years. So we have to think longer range because if we're thinking immediately, uh, last few years, Spurs have not done anything. Um, but yeah, last, the even the last five years, see, Spurs is number three in the last five years. I think that's it. I think that's pushing, I think it's pushing it. it, right? Because even when, even when Kawhi was there three years ago and yeah. he tripped over Zaza's foot, um, no, they remember, still... That was the conference finals, though, for him. So they made it pretty far. Right. A couple, couple years now. In conference. Right. And then before that. That was conference finals? Was it? Yeah. Because Golden State. Because the oh. Warriors beat uh, Rockets, remember? Before that. And then they beat Gotcha. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So Spurs number three. Surprising. Number two. The Raptors. Let's hey. go. Raptors. Hey. Yo. Number pick two. up Cabby, guy. That's Cabby. Dude. I think that's Cabby doing. Is he working there now? <laughs> I think. Big up to Cabby. That's his work. Oh, <laughs> uh, the Bleacher Report, right. Um, Big up to Cabby for real. He's been doing them. He's, he's, man, he's come a long way, man. Oh, man, he's no G. He's no yeah. G, no doubt. Triple OG, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Toronto Raptors. So number number two. So we have the championship, but keep in mind the absolute consistency we have last like six seven years of just playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. No. Uh, but to make the top five, remember even at attendance, we're up there with attendance. Um, and we'll circle around the Raptors. Number one is the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, obviously. That's, that's fair. I think they've been the top. I mean, last year, of course, you know, they had injuries. But last before that, the last four years before that, they have three rings. Uh, Definitely. You know, yeah. Definitely. That, that's undisputable. Yeah. The last mm -hmm. decade. This is something. So I'm not disputing uh, the Warriors. That's the number one top uh, five NBA franchise in the last five years. Mm -hmm. um, but it just goes to show what winning can do. Um, if you look at Golden State before, I'm talking early uh, Steph Curry. I'm talking like when him and Monte Ellis were like fighting for a spot, like early out, you know? Mark, what, Mark Jackson? <laughs> yes, Mark Jackson days, right. Mm -hmm. um, Golden State was not a destination on the off season where people said, you know what, I want to go to Golden State. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't until that breakout year after Mark Jackson that started to pop off, which would make sense to the five years, right? Mm -hmm. um, but it show, goes to show the last five years are number one before that number, before the last five years, they wouldn't be a top 10. You know what I'm saying? No one wanted to be in Golden State prior, right? So it just goes to show like the, the difference that winning can do for a franchise. And also I think the, like the highest paid franchises like like monetary wise is Golden State and the Knicks. The Knicks. The Knicks not even top, like they're not right. top 10 in the franchises, but they're making more money than all those other franchises and it's crazy yeah. even more than the lakers you think the lakers you know they historically have such faithful fans but like the war is the past when it comes to like money you know what i mean like so yeah you're right like when you're winning like your fans will invest in you and go to more and games now they're and now they're moved to silicon valley now like they're just right they're just gonna be killing it now yeah i mean so I, I don't i don't think it was nice that they moved from oakland where they've been supported for so long but mm. it is what it is well sometimes you evolve like oakland yeah. You know, Oakland's the hood, and and San San Francisco is the suburb. The well, I wouldn't say yeah. you know what I'm saying in regards to yeah, it's just a different demographic completely. Yeah, you know, the hood, so the hood made you man. You got right? to stick that That's up, so true. right? But what? Yeah, but they bought they Raiders. made that <laughs> yeah, well, well, that well, that new. They left y'all too. They left, left Oakland. That new arena, though, like sometimes, especially with that Silicon. See, you're saying Silicon Valley doesn't want to deal with the hood. Yeah, no. So that that's what that's what the <laughs> ultimate problem feels, right? Um, they don't so want to deal with the hood. Of the top five teams that we have here: Cleveland, Houston, San Antonio, Toronto, and Golden State. That's the last five years. Uh, Ryan, going mm -hmm. forward, the next five years, is there any teams here that you would not? expect to see in the next five years going forward at the top five is there any that i don't expect to see that's right well i'll, I'll read it cleveland, cleveland for sure <laughs> oh, we could say cleveland for sure cleveland's um, dropping out any that's others a, that's an easy one uh i don't see san antonio catching back up for a little bit you know they, right you know they, i want to see what they do with the rosen first they got to get them out you know? but anyways another story for another day uh um, if you don't mind let's keep that story for today actually because <laughs> <laughs> Mind. If you don't mind, um, <sighs> under under uh, so Popovich last two years had DeRozan, mm -hmm. last year made the playoffs underachieved, 
Mm-hmm. It's DeRozan. I'm just doubling down on, on this with mm-hmm. the facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, DeMar went to San Antonio this year. And for the first time in what close to twenty years, this is Man, the first time that Popovich has not been in the playoffs mm-hmm. on Demar Derozan's watch. That's just the facts. Um, so San Antonio at number three going forward, uh, Demar is going to be a free agent just now. Is does he stay in San Antonio? I don't think he stays. Okay, so then if Demar goes, then you're back to who who's running that like a bunch of young like. Exactly. Uh, potential uh DeJounte Murray potential mm-hmm. um, but does does Pop want to stay though is he going to stay exactly see it through, right? so, exactly yeah. so yeah. I'm pretty sure we can go with San Antonio five years down the road I do not I think their best years are behind them yeah anyone else Likewise. um I think you know I'm a homer once again but this this year is a big year for the Raptors so we'll see what mm. what they do you know what I mean this this is it, right? So, yeah. I mean, unless, like, I, there's a part of my heart that thinks that Masai has something in store for um, Greek Freak. I don't know. Right. I, it's just me. I think, right. I think, I think Masai is like one of them OGs be like, listen, I got you to America. <laughs> you got to America. I'm, I'm cashing my, I'm cashing my, I don't know why I just sound like that earlier, but. <laughs> <laughs> Like yo, I'm ca- I'm cashing in my receipts now. I mean my checks now, yo. Like you gotta, right. you gotta pay me back and bring come to Toronto, yo. But <laughs> we'll see. I mean, but if we I mean, I think we'll be we'll still be competitive, mm-hmm. but I don't know about top five. I'd say top ten, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think top five. Yeah, Toronto there. Go with Jay. Yeah, yeah. yeah Jay, so what do you say? I will start from five, Cleveland. <laughs> hell no to the no no, no, no. like no yeah, to the no, <laughs> to the no, no no yeah like that <laughs> they're not gonna be top five um then we move up to was it the rockets um mm-hmm. i think this is also a critical year for them at the raptors i think yeah. um i saw a rumor about westbrook and from Walsh, right they said yeah. that they may that they may not want to stay there yeah, I was like, just, what? That came out yesterday. Just, so. Yeah, no, Westbrook just it was just reported like a half an hour before the show that it's he wants out of houston like yeah before we came on air I saw it. Yeah. so again right so for them that's a, again like if and if Harden goes to Philly who knows what's going to happen so I think this is going to be a very weird offseason but I think Houston if they don't find the right pieces around Harden to get him a ring they're not going to be top five and I think they try with Westbrook no Chris Paul no Who's going to want to go in there now and try it again with them like their recipe is for failure what, what they're doing offensively is not working so I don't know what's going to happen there. So I don't think if they don't make changes this year, I think they could be top five. But if they don't, if they can't keep or bring in some big pieces, they're not top five. And then think, Spurs, sorry, go ahead. Do you think Harden's willing to switch up his game a bit to not make it so ball hog eccentric? So it's funny. So this is like what Jordan went through when um, Phil Jackson went there. And he's like, mm-hmm. Jordan, do you want to win uh, titles or do you want to win records of like yeah. score titles? Scoring, uh-huh. I think Harden is in that position now where he's inside. Do you want to be the player that has all the best stats, but no rings? I remember Jordan was like, you know what? I needed to become more of a team player. And he made that transition to rely on his, on his teammates to make scores and baskets and draw yeah. double teams, dish it out. So I think Harden needs to, like this offseason, I mean, and it was short, but bro, do you want to win a ring? Or do you just want to just win scoring titles and MVPs or kind of, you know what I mean? Like, like what do you want? You know, so I don't disagree with that, Nelly J, but... If you think so, what you're saying about Harden and him one together, p- making like 
getting his teammates involved. Um, Harden has done what Harden does. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't, I, I, I'm not, I can't put their failures on Harden. Agreed. I'm looking at Westbrook. I'm looking at just that whole team. The front, they went through an, so one thing I'll give Houston is this. They're very, they're a very experimental franchise. Yeah. They're one of the first ones to go to just jacking threes. You know, they're they, they experiment with this small ball lineup. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like where your center is six foot five. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like yep. so um, and it's I I can't say it's it's James Harden that's saying, hey, you know what, keep keep doing these things. You know what I'm saying? I think he's he's I'm a casualty of the situation. Go ahead. I'm not implying that, but I'm saying yeah, though, yeah. that he wanted Westbrook to go to the to his team, and that's a bad play. Mm-hmm. Like we all all of us sat here a year ago when he, when we got Westbrook mm-hmm. and they're like, Why would you do that? You don't mm-hmm. need a Westbrook to win a race. Right. Someone right. else. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is right. that he's influenced. Remember, he he wanted Chris Paul to go, right? Mm-hmm. And he wanted Westbrook. That was his like decision. So right. I'm not saying it's it, yes. Like in the playoffs, of course, you know, certain things happen, but I do believe that he did not pick the right player to play with him. I think he needs to pick mm-hmm. someone else that will complement his game, like you said, that can uplift the entire team. You know what I mean? So right. but all I'm saying is that if they don't make the right moves in the offseason, they're like they won't be top five. And I think then, it's a pity. I think him and Chris Paul should have ran it back one more year. Personally. Yeah. That's, that's I, back. Right. I think Chris Paul is yeah. a big player. Like I'm a big, big fan of his. So that I, I just thought that was a bad Bad sometimes when you have you, you 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 know we all know how it is you have egos and you have people uh westbrook has a history since he was at okc he played with kevin durant one of the best mm-hmm. players on the planet and mm-hmm. he's still going at his neck like not really to give it up he's just like hey this is my team too you know what i'm saying so he has that alpha number one option mentality mm-hmm. um now whether he has the talent to to do it like maybe his head is moving a lot quicker than his body and his brain and everything else to make that happen. Um, but I do think that um, Westbrook going to Houston should have been a situation where he's playing, you know, Scotty Pippen, the second, second fiddle. Right. Remember, this is, this is Russell Westbrook and I can't wrong him. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't get to the, you don't achieve and get to where he's at um, thinking that, you know, there's someone better than you. So I understand yeah. the mentality. And he's not going to change. He's not going to change. Uh, he's not. Give him his own um, team. Real quick, I th- I, another person in the league I can say fits that's, this mold is Kyrie Irving. Um, mm. Real oh, quick, of the two, Ryan, who who would you rather, who do you think is better, Kyrie Irving or as a number one option? Because they both think they're number one options. Who would yeah. you think is better, Kyrie or Russell Westbrook? Kyrie, wow. Um, ah, that's a good question. I mean, I would take – I would probably take Kyrie, but, mm. I mean – I would take Kyrie because I think he can he can hit it he can hit a three. Russ can't hit a three to save his life right now. Like just watching him, pretty. But well, Russ can get a triple double though, and get and that that's a yeah, sign of getting other people involved yeah. though. Like because um, and leadership. I feel like Kyrie for, for the wall. We seen Kyrie as a leadership in Boston fail. Um, right. um, Brooklyn this year he played left the court like he I think he's fail. stable mentally. I don't think he's mentally stable to lead a team. I think he's shown everyone that him leading the team is not his thing. I think Westbrook is more of a, a better foundation to build on than a Ky- Kyrie Irving. I think he's just not. I think, but Russell, Russell tends to make the bonehead plays at the worst times, though. You know what I mean? And like, just historically, like, it's right. fresh. It's like, you know, Russ, he's, he's such a go-getter. Like, go, right. go, go, go. He doesn't know any other thing but go. Right. right. Yeah. Meanwhile, with Kyrie, 
Um, yes, all those points are, are are very true, right? But I think Kyrie, he's like he's a mental guy, mental case maybe. But um, <laughs> but I think that he has to like he's a kind of guy like you know some dudes like if they don't rate you, they don't respect you, they won't they won't they won't check for you. You know what I mean? And I think yeah, yeah. I think with, and I think yes, he wore his time out with LeBron, but he knew in his mind whether he wanted to admit it outwardly, LeBron's better than him. You know what I'm saying? Of course he and, is. I th- and I think and he was now... just with LeBron. So, so my thing is that mm-hmm. if you get Kyrie exactly. and like I... comes, he might lose the team because you're like, oh, I feel he'll get jealous of that player. Like I'm curious to see what will happen with him and KD because yeah. I'm like, but I think Cleveland, I think him and KD, well, I think you and Kyrie, I think KD's better than you. So what's gonna happen here? Like I think I think I I personally think, and that's why I was choosing Kyrie mm-hmm. because I'm choosing Kyrie in his current situation with KD. Mm-hmm. I think he mm-hmm. respect he he respects KD. He knows that whether he'll win it or not, KD is the top shot at right now. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> so, like, he, as long as he comes back healthy, I think Russ will know his, I mean, um, Kyrie will know his role and play it to a T. And I, I I see big things. I see big things for him right now. So, but if if I want one or the other player on my team right now, I would probably go with Russ because I I, I didn't, as, as much as Russ is, I think that he did kind of tone himself down just a bit considering that he had Harden on his team. You know what I mean? Right. He is a team guy. So, you know, there was no friction. There was no – you didn't hear no anything. Drama. No drama. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if I had to choose one of them, I'd probably choose Russ. But in the situation right now, I like I like Kyrie's situation. True indeed. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's switch gears for a sec here because we're at the midway point of the NFL season right now. And, Ryan, I understand you're a big NFL guy. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I like the yeah, that's my nice. Uh, Nelly J, you're a big F- NFL fan, also. Me, I'm, um, I'm like, yeah, I, we'll say I'm, uh, I'm, I'm fourth and seven. It's, it's something, mm-hmm. I, it's fourth and seven. What, I, what that means is on a Sunday afternoon, if I'm watching a ticker and I see it's in the fourth quarter yeah, and I see it. it's like a seven point game, it's a tight game. I'll tune in. So the NFL really gets my attention for like, you know, a few minutes here and there, depending. I cherry pick a game that's going to be close. I want the excitement at the end. I don't, I'm not really about that, that full time uh, like you guys. So this is going to be interesting now because I'm all about highlights also. So I know what's going on. It's just, I'm not quite in it as deep as you guys right now. The the whole Kaepernick thing kind of, it it turned me off and, You know, since you got to try out, I'm a little bit more open to to, to inch, inching back into following football a lot more. But it's gonna take a take. A, it's gonna take a little while. Um, get, so, get into that. Get into that red zone, man. Red zone yeah. will bring you back. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, telling yeah. you. Red zone is. is I, you can one, watch all the touchdowns. One o'clock. One o'clock. One o'clock comes on. I put yeah. it on red zone, and it yeah. doesn't come off. Doesn't come off red zone. That's channel ever. That's all you watch. Yeah. Red zone. Watch, so, so, it really like, is. Like all you no, watch like, is touchdowns and scoring the entire yeah. day. <laughs> legitimately i truly believe red zone is the best channel on television yo. like I'm not, even, I'm not even joking like it's real talk yo. but um, yeah <laughs> all right so let's get, since we're at the midway point right now let's just go into uh just give me some teams uh say even top three the top three teams that you guys think right now are you should be looking out for right now actually let's start with this what three teams do you think have the greatest chance of getting a Super Bowl at this midway point right now? I don't know. 
Ryan. What, what, Me? What first? Um, well, right now, it's Kansas City first. That's that's number one right now. Mm-hmm. Now, who's beating Kansas City coming out the AFC? I don't see anybody beating Kansas City coming out the AFC. I have, you know, you have Pittsburgh who can pose because they're they're undefeated right now. Mm-hmm. Right, so yeah, but they had an ugly game last week against the um the Jets, bro. Like they yeah. barely beat. The, like, but a win is a win, you know. Yeah, win is a win, but they're 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 all their games are close. Even the Baltimore game is close. That's you know true. what I mean? Right. So that's they win close. So, like I said, win is a win right now, right? So especially yeah. in the playoffs, like that's how you win in the play. You don't get blown out in the play. Playoffs is one game at a time, one play at a time. So I mean, I could see Pittsburgh giving them giving Kansas City a challenge, but because. Like especially like with Pat Pat Mahomes, he's the best quarterback in the league, and yes. they've given him a running game now. They got you know you got Tyreek, you got Edwards Hilaire, you got um was homeboy from the Jets that just went there, the Le- 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 Bell. Yeah, you got Bell. You got you know what I mean it's it's crazy, and then they got mm. the wide outs. They got and then now they're coming with defense, you know. So I mean like I don't see anybody coming out there. So anyways, that's the AFC. Um. The NFC, you know, they let Russ cook this year, so he's doing his thing. But mm-hmm. Seattle needs defense. Uh, they're not coming out. Like, they they need defense. They, they this is It's not sustainable, like, the way it's currently set up. So, I mean, other than that, you know, I was going to go with the greatest person ever in life, you know, Tom Brady and the, and the Bucks. But um, after last week, man, did you see that game, uh, Janelle? They got they got. Yeah, they did so. It was like what thirty something three. It was bad. Again, right? This is my thing, right? I just feel that um, the Saints people are sleeping on the Saints. So what's going on, folks? I honestly, I was until this week, but because they didn't have their players, right? They just got back Michael Thomas um, this this weekend, right? And you know, they're just they're in a zone right now, right? Mm -hmm. So I mean, so. Sorry, you're speaking about uh, Tampa Bay. Sure. One thing I find about the NFL, which I find kind of hilarious, is the short, uh, like the short a- attention span. Like a team can have a hot week, and all of a sudden, everyone's like, "Oh my gosh!" Like these guys could be Super Bowl contenders, and then they have yeah. one bad game the next week, mm-hmm. and then there's it's just like they're dogging them. You know, like I yeah. I understand the importance of each weekend since there's not it's not like the nba season i understand the importance but i think there's like some fundamentals that just don't change from week to week and that's one thing i find in football how if like just how we said right now oh you know what they got blown out this sunday so oh my gosh like i don't really see them that much as a contender but yet when they two weeks before when when they're playing well people are talking you know it's just it's there's just so much highs and lows in seven days i, I but don't understand it, that. that's what makes it that's what makes it so but beautiful though yeah mm-hmm. like, like football is good because you go through those emotions right i remember yeah. like the way they lost he wasn't like you know they lost like they got out coached like it was right. embarrassing oh, like yeah, it was to the point where the first half they just didn't couldn't make it make, make it work and couldn't make a stop and then mm-hmm. the second half, they were relying on Tom Brady's arm. And Tom Brady is, is an older guy. Like, you can't yeah. do that. So they threw, up, they, they threw away their entire playbook. I'm just trying to throw the ball the entire yeah. second half. Just trying to throw it. Work. And then by the time it ran out, it was 3 to 30, whatever. You know what I mean? So, I'm, so but at the end of the day, you're right. Like, I, I, I felt like, you know, the Saints showed everyone. Remember, the Saints beat, beat them twice now. They're 0-2 against the Saints. So 
that means that the Bucks cannot make it to the playoffs unless they make it as a wild card. Wild card, yeah. Right, and that is that is scary because there are other divisions um, in in the NFC that have good teams, in, like you know Minnesota, right? Like mm-hmm. who can actually make it back, and so they're so now they're at risk. If they beat the Saints, they're gonna try to at least win that division. Now they can't win the division. That, that's yeah, done. So it- they would have to go, you know, potentially to New Orleans. They have to go to Green Bay. They'd have to go to Seattle. But in saying all that, like, just to kind of help you out there a little bit for him, I compare, like, Tampa Bay to, you know, to the to the Clippers last year where yeah. they amass all this talent, right? But they're, they're, they, they, they're thinking that they can um, establish that chemistry as the year goes on, mm-hmm. right, to be, to be ready for the playoffs. So they're literally going through the same thing that the Clippers went through right mm-hmm. now. Because they literally just, I mean, with all the pieces they have, they just added Antonio Brown last week, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that is that that was part that played a part in the whole, just the whole offness of the whole night, right? So, right. if Tampa if Tampa Bay can establish, can come together see, by the season's end, then I don't see who can beat them because they're 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 like the Clippers, they're stacked from top to bottom, right. but. But can they get it together? That's, right. that's, right. that's the thing. And there's teams in the NFC that have better chemistry than them. Minnesota exactly. looks very good. Um, mm-hmm. I and they're, they're lucky that the 49ers are injured right now, or else they would have made it a push to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I was Green, don't forget about Green Bay. Green Bay, yeah, Green, right Bay there, Green Bay's been balling. Saints been balling. Mm-hmm. NFC is a very, t- it's very tough. Like it's a very tough like um, division to me. Like yeah. I mean, the conference like. Bucks are in a very tough, like in the AFC had more chance, I think, because you know, yeah. New England dominated that division. But now, like yeah. Buffalo is doing well. Miami, Tua, Tua, yo, he's he's yeah. gonna come out real strong this year. Mm. So no, don't count on my Patriots yet, man. <laughs> no, yeah, Cam, Cam, Cam is gonna bring him back. Man. <laughs> hey, I, I would love to see that, but midseason, I'm sorry, like they have a very tough schedule. I think, like, yeah, think they got they got Baltimore this weekend. They got yeah, Baltimore like, they got Sunday night. Some players, but I feel like Seattle. So my top three teams was um, number one, like you said for sure, um, the Chiefs. Like these guys are balling. Like mm-hmm. they score quickly. Their defense is hot. You, how how do you stop them? How mm-hmm. like even when they're down by thirty points in, in the third quarter, they come back and still win. So they're a scary team. Um, and I think I would say honestly, I'm kind of excited to see what Buffalo does. I know mm-hmm, Buffalo mm-hmm, fans yeah. are going to be like, you know, don't jinx us, but. I mean, they've had a really rough couple of years now, and they're actually um, under Josh. Like they're, they're playing quite been very, very well. I think they cra- cracked the um, NFL, uh, you know, rankings this this week too. So big up to the, the Bills and the AFC, the AFC, and then Miami. I think the AFC East that would be a very interesting division because I think Miami has a very easy schedule coming up, and they could take over that division. So that's cool to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, on the flip side for the NFC, Seattle looks good, but their passing D sucks. I think that they're the, the last, like, yep. team. Like, literally, Fahim, you can score on that team, just pass the ball. Just, just pass mm-hmm. the ball, you're going to win. It's terrible. terrible. So if they don't stop, like, figure that out, like, poor poor Russell, you know, um, because his son name is win, and he ain't going to win nothing if they mm-hmm. don't change that passing defense. So that's a big thing for them. I think the Saints, um, their confidence is building every week. They've been steady and quiet because, you know, the Bucks trend has been really massive. So Drew had just been steadily just doing his thing every week, and Drew, the Saints, their chemistry, what they're doing there is so special. And I think people need to not negate Drew Brees anymore and give him some respect. Because I think people forget about Drew because of Tom. You know what I mean? But the Bucks, of course, still a contender if they can figure it out. But it sucks because now they've lost that division, so they have to be a wildcard game. And they're going to mm-hmm. travel to Green Bay or whoever else to win. 
So that's my take on the midseason. So it's funny, you mentioned Buffalo. And Buffalo is a team that, uh, as of late, they haven't really, they haven't been this good in forever. Yeah, in a long time. Kind of flirted with it. Um, Now they're a legit team. But it's it's funny because when Buffalo, who's uh, Patriots, they beat the Patriots, and that was like, oh, we're over the hump, you know what I mean? Like we finally beat the Patriots, but they got they got lucky. Well, fumble, no, right? well I would not even I wouldn't say fumble lucky. They got I wouldn't lucky. even say lucky. Four seconds of the game, that was no, really fluky. <laughs> no, my take, my take. New England, is New England was coming to win that game, man. No, but New England, like first of all, on the off season, like some key guys didn't show up like they're not yeah. on the squad this yeah. this covid season right yeah. yeah and they no longer have tom brady uh, they have cam love cam but he, he's not tom brady so i mean just the fact that buffalo is beating up on the patriots um in a season where it's a depleted squad are we are we like are we rating buffalo this year as a contender at the midway and uh, and we almost won that game as a depleted squad. So yeah. it's not like it was a blowout. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, Buffalo, yeah. That division, so it's Buffalo, Miami, New England, and Jets. The top two teams that division is Miami and Buffalo. Even with, like, the Colts, I, I think that division, if Miami, if Tua can come back, and I think Tua can win his, his – I think the season looks good for him right now. I think Miami could win that division, and, and that would be huge for Miami. But Buffalo – they have momentum right now. They're they're playing hot. Yeah, Buffalo's. That's what I'm saying. Like this is a, we're not used to seeing Buffalo in the top of the standings or anything, mm-hmm. right? A long so time. <laughs> long time. So it's just like they're if anything, like it's kind of the, it seems to be the usual suspects. You know, you have your Pittsburghs and your uh, Green Bay and New Orleans. Everyone that we're mentioning, we didn't mention Seattle, but they're up there. Like these teams are they're the teams you expect, right? Mm-hmm. Buffalo mm-hmm. seems to be. Th- that 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 little brother that's saying, "Hey, look at me too," and I don't know if well, they got to earn. They, they got to earn that, right? Right. So, so at the midway point, so but at, you know, we have to at least acknowledge them that that they're there, right? Yeah, I know for sure. Mm-hmm. And actually, like I think the toughest division this year is probably the NFC West because they got the Rams, they got Arizona, who's balling, Kyler, and Seattle. Yeah. So I think that division is the only one where I think. Anyone could win that division right now because if Seattle doesn't get it together, they can go into a losing streak by the, you know what I mean, by the playoffs, right, Ryan? So, yeah, and the Rams are hot. Golf, like Arizona's hot. Kyler, like they're balling. They got Fitzgerald there. They got they have, a, they have a good like string. So, I think that's the only division where I think it's still up in the air. There, there's no clear winner there for me. And but Arizona, think, has like, a, Arizona has the number one offense in the league right now. Yeah, like they're, mm-hmm, so. they're very well. So, okay. And, and I mean, I really wish the NFC East would just not even be able to play anymore. They're just terrible. Like they're like what <laughs> yeah, five they're... of the top number one, like <laughs> Philly, Washington team, and Dallas. Like just a gong show. The Giants. Like a, t- a team is going to make the playoffs out of the East with like uh, uh, three games under five hundred. <laughs> I think we'll, we'll talk. Right. We'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> Probably like like six and nine or something. Yeah, something like that. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so just on the way up for this, uh, for just give me one team at the midway point that's your Super Bowl favorite right now. One team, Ryan. Until someone shows me different, it's Kansas City, man. KC. All right, Nelly J. I'm gonna double down on that. Chiefs. <laughs> KC. <laughs> yeah, man. 
Sorry, until the, no other team is on their level yet. No team, yeah. I, no team right now is on their level. No team. Uh, like it's like the Chiefs, and then all the other teams are whatever. Yeah, because everyone's just down there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when Gold, it's like when Golden State was doing their thing at their peak. Yes, comparable mm-hmm. to Golden State years. True yeah. that. All right, so Pittsburgh is not because they're leading right now. You're saying so that's not Pittsburgh is very like like Ryan said. Um, ben has two bad knees. Can Ben make it to even week sixteen? Like I, I don't mm-hmm. rely ben, on Ben's knees. If Ben's out, they're not going to make it to the Super Bowl. They need he may ben. Be out, and he ben may be out this weekend because they got COVID. Like they, they're right. out. COVID yeah, this year, so. COVID. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah, actually, shout out to. Chase Claypool. Uh, Chase Claypool. Shout out, Canadian. Canadian boy, them. Rookie. Ballin. That's rookie. right. Yeah, man. And actually, um, I'll probably post it this week, but um, I saw a picture of like three Dallas uh, Cowboy players that are all from Canada. Um, and, and, and Chase, because, you know, they play this week, uh, Steelers mm. in Dallas. Right. So I'm going to post that. But it was cool seeing like Canadian boy, them, you know, posing up on the star in Dallas. That was really mm. dope. So big up to the Canadian players. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, real actually, real quick on the way after this. Uh, so there's one Canadian QB, Canadian one Canadian born uh, QB in in, in in NFL history, as far as yes that we can know. Who is it? Gosh, Ryan. I, I see his face. <laughs> I don't know, Doug Flutie. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people always think Flutie. Oh no, Flutie's from like Maryland or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So LJ? The one that I know, I forgot his name, but he was a bachelor. He was on the bachelor. Ah, you know this. He Jesse was on the bachelor. Pa- Je- I remember Palmer, because I watched Jesse the Bachelor Palmer. Canada and he was the first the Bachelor Canada. So I see his face, but I forgot his name. Yeah, I don't, I Jesse, name. I don't have any Jesse Palmer's from Canada. Yeah, he's Canadian. Yeah, he's Canadian. Yeah, he was, he was a bachelor bachelor Canada. Of course, <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Isn't he on, doesn't he do like TSN? Yeah, he does. He's yeah, he does. some yeah, football. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And here we go. So I won the quiz. Listen, every week, Ryan, when this guy quiz me, I'm always like failing, right? So <laughs> I actually get the right answer. Thank you. Good stuff. Good Thank stuff. You. Nice. All right. So let's go to our For the Culture segment. Oh, for, for the, the culture. culture. Thank you, Fahim. So for the culture, y'all, you know we have talked about this before we get into the For the Culture. Uh, the elections. Yes, we're in Canada. I get it, guys. We're Canadian. Why do you guys care? Because U.S. Americans are everywhere. And y'all all mm-hmm. up everything anyway. So we are. So it's not, it's not like, you know, karma, right? Up in your business now. So uh, the elections happened um, and, you know, projected winner, because I don't want to get to the projected winner based on results by the AP reports, CNN, New York Post, all the media is Joe Biden. Okay. Um, as you know, votes are still being, uh, votes are being recounted in Georgia for a, a, a runoff, but um, Biden is the projected winner of the elections. And what's really cool is for the culture is that Kamala Harris, okay, big up all my Jamaicans out there, you know, um, her father is a Jamaican Jamaican man, um, bam, immigrated bam. to America already. And then her mom is from India, immigrated to America. And they actually met at a civil rights rally. Isn't that cool? Mm. That is that so is cool. That is cool. So they met at West Rally and they met there and they got married and yeah. So and they had Kamala and you know um, the pictures of her going to Jamaica visiting her her grandparents. But it's so cool to see a pr- person of color and a woman, the first female ever to be vice president, and now uh, and the woman is a pr- person of color. So what's your thoughts on this historic win and this historic moment right now? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean. It's cool to see, right? Anytime, anytime I see someone who looks like me up there, 
you know, it's, it's inspiring. Right. So, I mean, I'm just hoping the best for her, like, you know, do her thing, you know, just be true to her word. That's all we really ask, you know, just yeah. keep doing your thing. And, you know, I'm not expecting anything more from her and uh, I expect from any other politician. I'm not expecting anything less, you know, just be true to your word, do your, do your thing. Right. So, but it, yes, it, it is pretty cool to see her doing her thing and, and you know I, I i i hear and i read things you know about her and like you know her policies and stuff like that in the past you know i'm like okay who i don't want no one going into some of the stuff i've done in my past you know what i mean so mm. your thing you know what i mean you have mm. a you got the spotlight on you we're watching you go ahead go ahead mm. yeah i'm gonna double down on what you said um i think it's very important um for you know young black kids to see um you know obama was He's an insp inspiration for a lot of, okay. you know, a lot of kids to say, not just in the United States, but around the Definitely. world, you know around what I'm saying? Um, so to see a vice president being a female black woman, um, definitely, there, you know, there's nothing wrong with that from a, from a cultural standpoint. It's actually really great. Um, inspire, uh, you know, give the vision and, and the dream of something um, especially uh, being a woman, you know, it's one thing for little girls to see a, a male, a man, a Barack Obama, but next thing to see a woman um, that they can relate to, you know, that could uh, definitely influence, uh, get them dreaming. I mean, it's, it's great. It, I mean, and uh, I'm actually, me personally, I'm, I'm, I'm happy the way this selection is turned out. Let's see, you know, what happens from it. Um, but yeah, big up to Kamala Harris. Good job. That's so amazing. And like, just to kind of add more, you know, everyone said that black women won the election for uh, Joe Biden because 93% um, of them voted for Joe Biden. That's the highest percent of any other uh, wow. you know, marginalized group. Mm -hmm. um, so without those 93% women voting out, uh, Stacey, um, Stacey um, Abrams, Abrams? Or, yeah, Abr in Abrams? Atlanta, yeah. in Georgia. Mm -hmm. In Georgia, she just, I mean, she registered over, I think, a couple of million of people to vote. Like, mm -hmm. these Black women in America, like, I think Prem said in a previous podcast, these Black women are really, um, are, the, are really paving the way for, mm -hmm. for activism and mm -hmm. for getting votes. And, you know, what LeBron did with MJ, you know, they fund a lot of programs to get Black uh, votes and um, programs for in, in smaller communities, North Carolina, mm -hmm. and Ohio. So, you know, it was a team effort. A lot of people really doubled down and tried to fight it. There's still voter suppression in the states, but you know, it, which it, is which is ridiculous in this day and age. It's crazy to hear this. <laughs> That's crazy. But, at, yeah. at least there, at least we have now people of power in the black community understanding their their like their their wealth and what they can do. So mm -hmm. the NBA helped with that. You mentioned last week, Raheem. You know, they had voting stations in in, in some of the um, NBA um, um, stadiums. So. It was a team effort, but I'm just saying that a lot of these Black women, activism women, they really stepped up. So just mm. want to kind of highlight Kamala Harris um, and Joe Biden. And even on, on the victory speech, they said, they're like, Black people want selection. Like, they made yep. it very clear. So, you know, um, and that so it's just- we, That really means we're watching you. We're watching you, Joe. We're watching you. Yeah, right. exactly. And right. I, think, I think, guys, we're in a very historic moment to see that Black people have such an impact that they can change an election. That's, that had to happen, I don't think, before in America. So- we're living in history right now. You know, we had Anime Paul in Canada. We have Kamala Harris. We're, we're seeing a lot of changes happening in the world as we live. And I think it's good for us to kind of take a moment and really reflect on it. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So just wanted to kind of highlight Kamala Harris at the beginning of our For the Culture. Nice. Um,
So moving on from um, the elections, we wanna now talk about, you know, for the culture. So as you all know, we always talk about black ownership, the importance of black ownership and how can we as a community um, improve in that, whether it's through mentorship and so forth. So we have a black owner right now in the podcast who so are like, why not take, a, take some time to pick his brain and really understand how do he, how do you make it work? Cause you right. know, a lot, a lot of people are probably sitting at home wanting to be entrepreneur ryan wanting mm-hmm. to be owner but they don't know how to do it they're afraid they probably have fear of you know financial like can, can i even do this do i have the power so you know c- can you tell the viewers you know a little bit about what h- how did you mentally switch from working for someone into ownership and what that looked like what what did you kind of experience and if we can go back in time what would you kind of try to change or you know do better do better in terms of that transition? Uh, <clears throat> I hear me a couple of things there. So, yeah. well, well, before I go on, I want to just make sure, you know, and some people may not be proud of such things, but I, I'm kind of, I like making sure people know that I, I didn't finish um, college. I, I, I did one year of college mm-hmm. until, um, until I just, whatever, it happened, right? Mm-hmm. So I just want to make sure I put that out there that, you know, like, so those of you are thinking at all that you need you know, this, this diploma or that, and that, that. Not, I'm not saying don't go to school, definitely go to school, but I'm just right. saying don't right. feel ways if that road did not work out for you. Right. It's not, you know what I mean? it's not so, the end of the road if you did. Exactly. If you did. Right. Exactly. So just get out of it. So now moving forward. So now I was, um, I was working at a call center, you know, just, you know, like many others I know. And what led me to, you know, go to a business was, you know, when I hit, when I hit 30, I was just like, you know, I'm a man. I can't be just, here I, I gotta be out there i gotta be you know spread my wings I, you know i can't i, I just feel confined you know mm-hmm. and um and my um my 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 why was my reasoning to you know going into it was i just did not want to have an unfulfilled life going forward you know like i don't you know too many times we we see things or we watch things or we read things and we're like oh yeah that looks cool but we don't do it we just kind of just keep going with whatever we're doing our, 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 our lives, which once again, no shade to anybody who does that, but I'm just saying mm-hmm. there's more out there. We, we have to challenge ourselves. So, you know, I, I came out of a position of desperation. I was just like, yo, I need to, I need to do something. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, um, by the grace of God, you know, I just, um, linked up with, um, it was actually my, like I'm in printing. So obviously, but I was about to quit my job. Cause I was like borderline getting depressed there. Like I was making mm-hmm. money. The money was right. good. Right. But I was just, I checked out to the point where my manager was like, she brought me in an office one day and she's like, Ryan, you don't want to be here, do you? And I'm like, oh, it's that obvious. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I always remember that conversation, right? So, so then, yeah, so, so what I did, um, I, I went to my, my fiance, who's my wife now, but my fiance at the time, her, her dad, and I was like, yo, cause he's into printing. So I'm like, yo, gosh, just show me, show me how to print, man. I'll, I'll work for free for six months. Just show me so now that's kind of a chance telling the man whose daughter you're about to marry that that you ain't got no you ain't trying to have no job for six <laughs> but uh no but he was cool with it but he, he he introduced me to the concept of print brokering which is what i do um now i do graphic design but i also so i'm kind of like a, a middleman for printing so if you need something printed my job is to find the printer and get it done for you and then i collect my money in the middle right so mm-hmm. um but because 
I don't have machinery and stuff like that. My overhead is a lot less, which means I can provide cheaper prices to people than even if they went straight to that printer themselves. But because right. I, I bring volume, I'm a negotiator. I negotiate my own rates and stuff like that. So anyways, now, um, as far as getting into the business, what I did, um, I, you know, I talked to people who were, who I respect their opinions. And one of the things that I was told that, you know, don't quit your job until you have about at least three months of, um, essential money paid off, um, saved up for like, you know, yeah, it's a cushion stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So, so, um, yeah, the cushion, right? So I did like about six months. I like, I wanted six months and, um, I worked, so I was working while I was at my job, I was doing it on the side, you know, and yeah, it was, it was a lot of long nights, late nights, early mornings, you know, that that's a sacrifice you got to make sometimes. Right. And so, um, I just gauged it until, you know, I noticed that I was making a certain amount of money doing this part-time. And so I'm always a, like a, a proponent of scaling. So if you see something works in a small bite size, why not make it a larger bite size? You know what I mean? Right. So, so um yeah so i decided to quit um i actually quit on my wedding day that was funny but um <laughs> trust me don't don't don't, don't oh, try everything i do wow don't try everything i do you like hey hey papa future pop-in-law yeah like that's insane it's awesome though at the um at the uh reception i was like quit I was, Je I was Jeffrey jumping on the couch. You're like, quick, quick. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, but yeah, so from there, you know, I just, you know, and, and what you, what another thing I tell people is that if you're going to do your own business, you can't treat it as a side business. That, and, you know, side business is cool, right? Like, you know, but when you think of something as a side, you treat it as a side. You're like, right. eh, like I went in, when, I, when I'm starting, this is my business. I don't, even if it was my side, this is my main you know what I mean? So when I, when I did transition, I treated it as, okay, I get up in the morning, I do A, B, C. Noon, I do A, B, C. Afternoon, B, B, C. Evening, A, B, C. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. that's where the discipline comes in because this is, this is how you, um, this is how I put food on the table now. Right. right? And, and even something I tell people is that I don't, you know, don't, it's, it's not fact, but it's my, my experience that, Everybody I know and everybody who I study that's successful, a lot of them don't have a safety net. Like once mm -hmm. you get going, sometimes when you have a safety net, you don't go full hard into what you're doing because you think, okay, if this doesn't work, mm -hmm. I can, yeah. uh, can kind of, it's all about a mindset. So there yeah. is no, there is no plan B for me. It's this or <laughs> I haven't even thought about it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, so and then once you and then once you get into the world of entrepreneur, it's, it's it's nothing I can really explain to people. You just gotta when you do it, you see so many things. You start seeing everything differently. Like mm -hmm. you start, it's like it's kind of like the Matrix, man. When you kind of see like, oh wow, there's a whole world of world, business right? owners, and you meet other business owners, and you find out different opportunities, and you know different investment opportunities, different business stuff, different ways to operate. It just keeps going and going and going and going and going. But you right. got to make that step, that first step, and go out on your own. You know, right? Yeah. Well, um, sorry, go ahead for you. I was just gonna say. Uh, so first of all, I just loved the way you started. Uh, you're saying uh, you went through a transition from frustration, and you took a leap. Uh, just the fact that you went to your father, future father-in-law, yeah. and you said, hey, listen, um, I have a plan where 
I'd even do this where money's not involved, but just the opportunity, you, you understood uh, the, the value of opportunity right. and money. And you didn't allow money to get and block your opportunity. You didn't allow money, your chase of money to block your opportunity. Mm -hmm. So I love that about that. Um, I just, uh, one question I do have is, um, so in the space that you're in right now, uh, you mm -hmm. do printing and the printing you do, is it just corporate printing or is it uh, just like, can regular people just want a shirt and come in? Like, cause I know you don't do the printing. You're the middleman between, right? Uh, is it a... Uh, do they, and you mentioned bulk orders. Do is it just like a small volume, corporate? No. Like what is everything? Everything. Yeah. So yeah. So you know, in the last years, I did start doing custom T-shirts. So that is one okay. thing I do. I do myself. Right. But when it comes to printing, like yeah, I've and that's another thing. I've amassed so much. I've, I've been. I've. I have amassed such a network right. of printers over the years that if you need something printed for tomorrow morning, <laughs> I can get it done. You know what I mean? Like right. if you, if you need, if you need, you know, any quantity of any time, like, mm -hmm. you know, there's so pretty much, um, which is, and you're asking me what things I would change. Uh, it's, it's, a good and bad thing the fact that i do everything so like i can pretty much get like that those your backgrounds i can print those you know what i mean like i can print janelle's shirt i can print i can put something on your earphones if you need it you know what i mean but the one thing that's you know i won't say it's bad but different is that i don't niche one product so i can't maximize really put all my effort into t-shirts for instance like there's each print thing that is out there you can literally make six figures easy on any product, anything. But because I do everything, mm -hmm. I don't zone in on one thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. so right. you know, if I were to do things differently, I may, I may do that. But I love what I do because it just gives me the freedom to do whatever I want, right? So, one yeah. uh, one last question in regards to this space. Uh, being mm -hmm. a being a young black man in this space, uh, is are there others? Uh, like, because you're saying about your network, right? Uh, printing seems to like everyone needs like printers are, are everywhere right like to get printing right mm -hmm. um are you finding in the space that you're seeing a, a lot of other uh black people in the space or do you, it, does it give you an opportunity where you can niche down on a, a particular market um well right now because of covid it's kind of a little trickier mm -hmm. you know because you just gotta right. see because things are just kind of you know wonky right now but mm -hmm. i I've always been a proponent of trying to get other black people into doing what I do, even if they're mm -hmm. not printing, but into the brokering aspect, into the, right. cause I've been doing this for about eight years and I think I've only met one other black person who does what right. I do. Right. That's what I was wondering. Okay. Yeah. Right. You know, so right. Canada, like Canada, yeah. I feel like we have not, not as much owners as, yeah. I mean, my friends, friendship circle, I'm seeing more people around me um, moving into ownership, but, but right now they're in the early phase where, they're trying to learn their craft. Like you said, like, like I think you said, the biggest thing is being a good student mentality, right? Being a good student. Mm -hmm. Like as an entrepreneur, you have to always be learning as you do everything. You can't just think you know it all and not take in like advice or research. So that's a good point you made earlier about just trying to learn everything first, mm -hmm. grasp it, master it. And then as you start, you learn some more, right? Right, right. Exactly. Are afraid to start because I think people are afraid to start because they're like, I don't know everything. And it's like, it's like, no, don't right. I knew. Start. I knew absolutely nothing coming into this about printing. Nothing. Exactly. I so just, like, you don't have learning. to learn everything to start your own business. You just have to have a good, I guess, student mentality to want to learn it and sacrifice sleep, sacrifice, yeah. you know, time to do that, right? So, 
That's really cool. So one last point I want to share was that you actually shared on your Instagram five tips of success, and I want to kind of read it out loud. Um, mm -hmm. One was to visualize the end first and knowing uh, what your goal is, which I think is really important is to visualize your goals, number one. Uh, next step is to have deadlines, establishing uh, firm deadlines to ensure that the goal will be finished or met. Yeah. Um, the next tip you had was identifying your hidden strengths. So I know, Ryan, you're a good talker. You're a very good talker. You're a very good influential person. You have a very good personality. So you being a middleman, I'm like, this makes sense. Because that's your natural exactly. gift. <laughs> exactly. No, it's, it's, it's true. Like, I, I don't know how to print. I know how to I know how to sell. And I know how to talk to people. You know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, no school, no school can teach you that. Like, that's just naturally exactly. gifted that you have, right? Which I think is really important. So mm. knowing your natural gifts is very important. Also, follow your passion. Finding the one thing that pours into your heart. And I think so many people right now are depressed at home right now because they're working for a job or a boss that they don't like, and they are doubling down, like you mentioned. They're just really sad. So if you are going through that stage right now, you know, maybe explore entrepreneurship. It might be an option to give you that fuel to want to work, right, and do something for your family. Which I think Honestly, this is the best time. Like, you know, people are home. You know, you have more time explore stuff man there's, right. there's a whole world out there drop shipping is like this the whole yes yeah, so, so much money drop shipping it's true so, so much money out there but that people mm -hmm. are black people is so easy because and then another thing is the black market is just online is increasing increasing mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. increasing and right. you know black people are the biggest consumers you know what i mean so yeah. it's out there right. man. it's out right. there for the taking and awesome. one last thing Sorry. in regard Sorry. go ahead the, the fifth, the fifth uh, tip to success is start now. Don't wait, mm -hmm. folks. If you want to start a business, start now. You have mm -hmm. Ryan's here. We'll have his details. We've had many other entrepreneurs on our show. If you need anything, our guests are so welcoming, and you know, also for him to entrepreneur, I'm also one as well. So I feel like there's chapter for you guys to learn these things. But start mm -hmm. now. Don't wait. Um, I Don't mean, there's no, there's no, there's no best day to start than today. So. I would rather I would rather start something now and fail than not do it and regret it. You know what I mean? And not and think what if. Exactly. You know what I mean? So just do it, man. Good point. Do it, do it. Like MJ. Good point. Uh, so once again, that's uh <laughs> just do it. <laughs> I, I heard you now the J. <laughs> um so once again that's morning star printing. Uh, big up. Uh, let's go to our last segment real quick of That's Absurd. That's absurd. Yo, Fahim, what was absurd this week, bro? Oh, what man. Absurd. <laughs> so the NFLPA is investigating into the N uh, New York Jets claiming that there's they made a complaint about security cameras in the Jets locker room. Oh, Lord. That I entire... That entire, it's just completely absurd that first we're dealing all, with this. But go ahead. I can't, first of all, the Jets players complain to the NFL. Is, first of all, they, they, the Jets players complain to the NFL players. Not to the Jets. They complain to the Jets' boss, which I think was so savage, number one. It's number such a two, Jets thing to do. such <laughs> a Jets thing. <laughs> like, number two, they said that the cameras were hidden in the smoke detectors. First of all, who actually looks at, okay, so like, you don't know, go to any kind of establishment. I'm never looking at smoke detectors to see this camera in there. So I want, mm -hmm. who is the hell looking around like, like, 
I think so, a mole, I don't know, I think it was crazy that someone found cameras hidden in smoke detectors. Like, they're high up in places. So how are you finding these? It's just an absurd entire, like, story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's such a Jets thing, man. I, mean, like, I don't even know. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> Like, how are you recording people in their, like, you know, this is, you know, in the NFL, especially, the locker room is supposed to be sacred, you know? Right. Is, who knows? I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know. walk around naked all day. I mean, <laughs> people talking about that. Like, I was like, sorry. Sorry. It's Also, you know, the Jets are also 0 and 9, and like mm, now yeah, they have to be investigated by the NFL Players Association because yeah. players complained to, the, to, to their boss about. Yeah. You know, having surveillance cameras. First of all, why would you want to surveil your players when they're naked in, in the? In, what, 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 what kind of like? That's what, that's to me is twisted, bro. Not at all. I'm I'm just hoping that at least this goes through and the Jets' complaint is real, so they can actually get their first win of the season. <laughs> 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 against themselves, yo. Against themselves. Completely absurd. All right. So let's put this one in the books. Episode yeah, number 13. Is, yo, 13 is, I think, called a, a ballot number, but for us, the number is Gudas. A good ass, So before we go, we'd like to give Gudas our guests. We want to give our guests a chance to shout out uh, something, a place, thing, or person. So, who do you want to shout out today? Shout out today for the podcast. Oh, who do I want to shout out? Um, yeah, who do you want to shout out, bro? Well, uh, first of all, I'll shout out my wife. She's she's in the back with the with the little ones, putting them to sleep. So, baby, so, so like like you have two kids, right? You have two. Two of them. Yeah. All right. So yeah, yes, two of them, two of them, two of them. Two of them. Yes, congrats. So thank you. So she she's holding it down. So they didn't, as you hear, you didn't hear them because she she's with them in the back, nice. put them to sleep, knock them out. So I mean, nice. other than that, I like to shout out just you know just everybody that helps you know my company move right now because mm -hmm. it's not as as much work as I do. It's not just me. You know what I mean? Right. I, I got drivers. I got you know shout out Dion. I got other designers. Shout out Gucci and Brian and and Joel, my web designer, and, you know, like, it just goes on and on. Christelle for, you know, just some admin, my admin work, and, you know, it, I, I can go on and on, but there's a lot of different um, parts that, and these are all Black people, which is cool, too. I mean, nice, nice. But, uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, shout out them, and, you know, that's that's pretty much what I am. Um, just just the team in general that helps, right. that helps things move right now, you know, so much appreciated. I, nice. I appreciate you appreciate well, <laughs> well big up your team like that's amazing yeah. you know and that's why again black ownership is important because when you're a black owner you can decide on who you want to hire and a lot of times mm -hmm. you know this week uh, i think uh data came out that there's a lot of discrimination in hiring against mm -hmm. black people in canada so another example as to why black ownership is important so oh, and, and, and and big up zeke zeke too yeah zeke is my hardest worker right now he's 15 so i, I kind of oh, try nice to, I, I want because i'm like i wish i had someone like me when i was that age you know what i mean so mm. he comes by after school and he helps with a lot of work i'm just you know what i mean so let's give him a big shout out to him because nice yeah, yeah. Zeke could be doing a lot of other things right exactly, now. At 15, exactly, so exactly, exactly. Yeah, shout and out to does, Zeke, and he does a great job too. So no complaints, you know. So nice. Nice. Mentorship nice. is important, so that's awesome. Yeah. 
Definitely. Yeah, I want, actually, I want to shout out your business real quick. Uh, Black owned, black operated. Love mm-hmm. to hear that. Morningstar Printers. Um, and Nelly J, any shout outs on the way out? Yeah, so I want to shout out uh, The Rock, actually. He teamed up with Xbox. You know, this week, Xbox, PS5, they're both coming out. It's a big mm-hmm. thing right now. So The Rock teamed up uh, with Xbox to give away custom Xbox X series consoles to children hospitals across America. Rock is just always doing these amazing things. I just like seeing Black people always, you know, trying to uplift the community. So I just want to shout out Rock for that. The Rock for that. Nice. Rock's trying to get presidential right now. So, you know. (laughs) know, He's probably laying that groundwork. But yeah, that's good. Okay. Never thought of that. Never thought of that, bro. Think about that. Hey, if if Donald Trump got in off celebrity, you're fired. I mean, (laughs) The Rock celebrity and his reach his reach is is it's big you know he's 201 uh followers mm-hmm. the most I, yo ryan i like them talks there mm-hmm. reaches, i like that so i like I mean, that no like the rock is and the rock endorsed biden blatantly out there and mm-hmm. you're like oh we're gonna stop supporting you the rock and his instagram follows went up even more exactly, so, exactly. right 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 mm-hmm. all right so there we go Episode 13 in the books. Good Tuesdays. Good Tuesdays. <laughs> Check us out. Thanks, guys. Subscribe. Thank you, guys. Okay. Thank you guys for having me as well, too. Much appreciated. This is fun. Oh, Definitely. no doubt. No doubt. Uh, I'll be on again. No worries. Shout out, shout out Jomo in the back for cussing us all out in the chat room. <laughs> shout, shout out. out. Yes, Jomo. We're at- <laughs> Big up, Jomo. Big up. Third member. All right, so that's episode 13. Check us out. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple iTunes. Wherever you want to find us, we're there for you. Episode 13, Hollis, Good Rookies Podcast. We out. Peace.